So if you want to hear more of our podcast, please click on jamesandsana.com and you can hear our previous episodes. And please subscribe because James has some good word of wisdoms every morning to share with you guys through that email that comes into your inbox. Hello, sweetheart. How are you doing? I'm very cozy with you. <laughs> it's because we are sharing a mic. <laughs> Getting set up in my office, and one mic is here, one mic is at the apartment, and both of us are in the office, and so we're sharing a microphone. I, I'm not going to complain, because I have my beautiful wife in my arms, but we're sharing a microphone, so if it seems a little bit awkward... Or if my wife is tickling me while we do this podcast, then that's why. How does it feel to be in your private office? Feels good. We got... We... I moved into this place a year ago, March 1st of 2021, and then I left after six months, um, and I came back five months later, and wouldn't you know it, it was still available. So I got most of my stuff in here, and um, it's a nice place. What I really like about this place, and it's unique among offices, especially in Vietnam, is that it's on the first floor. So and I, you've got your garden. And there's a beautiful uh, grassy area right across the road. It's a stark contrast from my previous living and office arrangement, where it was basically a junkyard. <laughs> beautiful property on Virginia Beach that the guy that I was renting from. Um, there was some hoarding and neglect issues. And it, it was like every day I would look out my window and there's this broken down tractor five broken down cars okay so i was saying honey i really like this office because it just feel like you know it's very private it's spacious i have a lot of um green i can while i'm working i can look at the green and flowers out there it's quiet nice be nice beautiful big houses around this green area and then we have all these bookshelves here. We have a couch that 80% of your workday, you basically <laughs> lay down there. <laughs> Every time I walk in your office, I basically wake you up. <laughs> it is a nice place. And I can sit here at the desk and I'm looking out the door. And uh, I can, oftentimes I'll be listening to a podcast that I'm editing. And I can just look out and there's this beautiful green uh grassy area right across the street and it's nice it's a nice place to work so I'm, I'm very pleased with this right and you own it it's yours nobody bothers you right well i mean i rent it i don't own it but um i don't share it with anybody i think is what you mean yes that's the right yeah it's not a co-working yeah. space it's like this uh i i guess it's like a closed off space they had this huge big room and then they set up these closets to to separate the one one main showroom for this real estate company. 
and it used to be a coffee shop, and then they just left this back room for storage, I guess, but now, you know, here I am. It's a perfect space for a one-man office. Maybe, you know, you you come here sometimes and work, and uh, I instead of staring at the grass across the street, I stare at you, <laughs> which, uh, no complaints, so it's perfect for two, maybe three, I, I think three people. As long as they get along together, they could... Actually, I think if you had a proper office set up here, mm-hmm. easily four people, five people can sit. It would be... Business desk. It would be very cozy if it was five, but it's doable, as long as people can get along. Honey, and I think we should get... Honey, I think we should get a printer, all-purpose printer. Yes, I need a printer, because there's a lot of stuff that I need to print out. Yeah, we should buy it from Eon and keep it there on that table. Okay, we'll do that. We'll buy it from Eon, and we'll keep it on that table because all our, our listeners know exactly what I'm pointing at when I point at that table. <laughs> it's the table right across from your table. <laughs> yes, they have tables in Vietnam. This isn't. It's not that third world. They actually have tables here. They have running water. They have electricity. They have internet. <laughs> It's interesting how people in the United States, they think that, like, the United States is the print, the pinnacle of human achievement, and <laughs> anything outside of the U.S. is third world. Yeah, but we have taxis all around Southeast Asia, maybe not Vietnam, that they actually operate without drivers. But I think in New York City, you guys still have your old yellow taxis. Yeah. Yellow taxis and a big that's that's a separate issue i we can't get into that, so we don't want to talk about we are we are not comparing contrasting anything today, yeah, because today is a very special day, not that I would ever get into politics on any podcast that I would ever produce, but yes, Sana made reference to today being a very special day today, two years ago, we tied the knot, we entered the bonds of holy matrimony in a very, very small ceremony at a church in Taiwan where our friend Tim Conkling officiated as I fidget with my wedding ring and drop it on the table to show my devotion, unending devotion to my wife. This wedding ceremony was uh, as small as you can get. It, it was like bare minimum. We had the bride, the groom, the minister, and two witnesses. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, it's because we decided to go to Taiwan, and it was during COVID. We couldn't travel, and it was the beginning our, of COVID, right? And we couldn't get our families anywhere. So, the good part yet to come. Yes, the good part is yet to come. We'll have a nice, proper wedding for Sana, and she'll walk down the aisle. She'll be dressed in white. Well, you're dressed in white in Are Taiwan. Are you already aren't tired you? of me? Huh? Are you already tired of me? No, not yet. Why did you tell our listeners we were going to have a beautiful wedding for Sana? Are you going to give me away? Oh, I wish I could. Wasn't that joke? What was that joke? We're like, uh, give the bride away. You're going to have a sign on your back that says free wife U-Haul or something like that. I don't remember that. (laughs) (laughs) Give away the bride. Free wife U-Haul or you. I don't know. Yeah, it's your problem now. You, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) So, 
we are in a, we're both in a good mood because we survived two years. If you can survive two years, well, by golly, you can survive three. And if you can survive three, well, then you can survive four. And if you can survive four, then you can survive five, and so on and so forth until we both croak. Wasn't that romantic? Now that was inspirational. Sana is speechless. She, she's just in awe of the profound wisdom that was just shared here on the Bavo Shadan podcast. Mm-hmm. We should come up with a tagline for our show, honey. What kind of tagline? Well, you, you always have a, a title and then you have a tagline. Conscious living in a zonked out world. <laughs> All right. So, honey, I have to say that there was something just profound on my mind this morning that I wanted to share on the podcast. Ready to hear. And I forgot. All ears are for you. And I forgot what it is. I didn't write it down. I didn't write it down, so I forgot. So the life-changing insight that I was going to share that I had in my mind this morning as I took my morning walk, this this world is now officially going to hell in a handbasket because... I didn't write down what I, what I wanted to talk about. How do you like them apples? That's no good. As we hear the lovely wind chimes outside, it's a very peaceful place. I like this place. Did I mention that? I don't know. I just told you that the thing that I wanted to talk about, I didn't write down and now I forgot it. So. Was it about jets in your page? No, that's not life-changing. It's life-changing to get away from them. You know what I like about Vietnam is you get out in the morning and people are just doing stuff. They're not just lazing away. They're not just they're doing... They're really health-conscious. Yeah, they're not doing stuff haphazardly. You go outside and you can be on the sidewalk and there's 10 people doing, what is it, qi, qigong? Tai with, chi, I think. Is it tai chi? I don't know those practices. I, I can't differentiate between. I know the names, but they I can't. They put the music and yeah. they do this rhythmic yeah. kind of. A right, that's Tai Chi, right? Tai Chi. Yeah. Okay, so it's Tai Chi. It was either Tai Chi or Qigong. I couldn't couldn't remember, but it's like their morning routine. Like the whole village, they have this music, <clears throat> music going in their language, and then yeah. everybody get up and go out and do these exercises. Right. Yeah, I was. Uh, it's it's uh, really uh, remarkable. To just go outside and go for a walk and, you know, in in the U.S. people are just doing their own thing, very just focused on me, what I need to do, what I need to take care of. And you say hello to people, but there's, you don't have that sense of community like you have in Asia. People are very community oriented. It's not, it's not oriented. It's like community dependent. It's just a part of life here. You, you don't have that every man for himself type of mentality that you have elsewhere. It's very, uh, like, we, we don't, we just do things as a community. It's in, it's interesting. It's a different, completely different dynamic than the United States, where every everything is hyper-individualist, everybody is out for themselves, always thinking about numero uno, myself, and it, and it doesn't occur to, to people that, you know, there's a life, there's a world outside of the five feet surrounding you that uh, 
that is going around that that is it, it's existing it is alive it's well and quite frankly if you were to be gone it wouldn't miss you it's a, a few people would miss you but the, i think a, maybe you, probably they don't even know you're gone yeah, maybe probably they won't know even you're gone right i heard years and years ago probably 20 years ago i was in bible college <clears throat> And one of the teachers, he used this illustration that if you take your thumb and dip it in the ocean, or just stick your thumb in the ocean, take your thumb out, that's how much the world would miss you if you were to be gone. So sad. Well, I mean, he was, he was making a point. It was a, it, it's a theological point. Like, you, you don't be so focused on yourself because... You know, if, if you're gone, the world is going to keep going. Mm. And it's, it's a kind of a sobering thought. So he wasn't trying to be depressing or be a downer. He was being real. And it's in the context of just know your priorities. You, we have such a limited amount of time on this earth. And how are you going to spend it? Are you going to be focused on you and your needs and how you got hurt and how you got your ego damaged, how someone did you wrong. People do that. They, people are just focused on their slights, how they were perceived that they were done wrong and someone did, maybe, maybe it was legitimate. But what, what kind of life is that where you just dwell on someone else's failures, someone else's faults? So much that you miss out on life, if that's your mentality. So next time you're in the ocean, dip your thumb in, take it out, and that's how much the world will miss you if you were to go to, to die tomorrow. This episode is brought to you by Joyful Living Enterprises. <laughs> no, when you have the proper perspective and you, you know your place... Then you can be joyful, if, mm-hmm. you know. You. But if you're so focused on you and your needs and your wants and your desires, and you forget about this world that is existing right alongside you, or you're existing within it, just keep take the focus off of yourself. And that's the secret to a joyful life. Well, honey, tell me, how do you handle people who harm you or hurt you? especially those who hurt you to the extent that maybe you had a lot of opportunities in life and you had and they are foregone just because that significant person uh misled you or kind of uh did so much wrong to you that you know you couldn't reach to those plans goals that you had or dreams you had make new dreams i mean If you had that dream and somebody <clears throat> does something to to get in the way of you achieving that particular goal, I mean, if you had that one, then you can have another one, right? So you can't be, it's not like you can be focused on one thing and say, this one goal is going to define me, and if I can't achieve this, then I'm a failure. I don't think that that's accurate at all. If, you, if you're going for something worthwhile and... someone or something gets in your way, 
Well, you had that one desire, and if you can't achieve it the way that you want to now, well, you make new goals. That's my answer. You can't control other people's actions. You can control your reaction to their actions and just do what you believe is the right thing to do. Any other ways you want to trip me up, honey? On our anniversary? Yeah. You're trying to stump me, trying to make me look like a fool on my own podcast. I'm kidding. I'm kidding, honey. I'm kidding. I'm joking, mostly. Mostly kidding, honey. Mostly kidding. <laughs> you have to cut some of this part, right? Yeah I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Well, sweetheart, we both have things to do. You have work to do. I have work to do. So... Why don't we sign off for this episode of Bavushtan? Find us on the web at jamesandsana.com. My name is James, and this is my wife, Sana. And uh, we have been in your earballs. We've enjoyed it. And we... Gonna stay there. Yeah, we're going to stay in your head forever. <laughs> we're not going anywhere. <laughs> if you like this show, drop us a line. Uh, check us out on the web, jamesandsana.com. Just... Send a me- send an email and just say we like your show. Uh, leave I go I don't know. Do people actually go on? Because everybody says leave a rating and review on Apple, but do people actually leave ratings? I guess people do. Yeah. So if you're there, okay. So if you're there, and if you want to leave a rating, a review, then uh, we'll read it on the show. 